0: of the Lakers fast break podcast. Gary, there's no need for that. You know how we're feeling. We're feeling positive. The Lakers will win two in a row and still take this series. That's how we're feeling, Gary. This is Gerald Glassford from Lakers fast break, pop culture cosmos, where we go ahead and take care of you with the latest news and trends of pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, Follow or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, right there for you. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, of course, the great folks at Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. Joe Soro will be coming in in a few, and we'll go ahead and talk about what he's doing today at Simblates.com plus Lakersball.com. Plus, also as well, go ahead and check out Stone Hansen and the crew at the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Nobody breaks down the NBA draft right there for you than other than the Upside Swings NBA Draft podcast on upsideswings.com and wherever you get your podcast. Plus also as well, Magic Man in the morning each and every week, wherever you are at right there for you on YouTube. Plus also as well, lakerholics.com. Go ahead and let's check out what uh, Jamie Sweet is doing with his five things articles in Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. What they're complaining about right there for you at Lakerholics.com. Plus our good friend, John McKaylian. John McKaylian was with us on Playback. Playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. We had a good time despite what went on. We're all still very positive about what's going on for this team, even though what happened tonight, we will still go ahead and make sure that the Lakers can win out in this weekend. So we'll go ahead and check that out. But again, go ahead and follow what John McKaylian's doing at John McKaylian on YouTube. And if you can support all that, plus again, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break and everything we do here, please like and subscribe. Go ahead and click on Joe today if you haven't already to subscribe to get the latest notifications on when we go ahead and present you with another great show right here at the Lakers Fast Break. And if you do so, it is greatly appreciated. Well, the Lakers coming into game two after having almost had a miraculous comeback in the fourth quarter in game one. Looked very strong. It looked like for the first three quarters when they had a lead as high as double digits. Looked like they had a very great chance of going ahead and completing this split in Denver and going back home. L.A. tied 1-1. But unfortunately, a strong burst by Jamal Murray and some poor lapses in defense. Bad shooting all around for a stretch there in the fourth quarter, plus some mistakes that unfortunately we cannot get back. And the Lakers let another one slip away. They should be really realistically, everybody knows out there, both here and in Denver, the Lakers should be up 2 0, but unfortunately they're down 0 2 after letting another one slip away, away to 103. But here today to talk about today's game first man up, first man here. Good man, indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing at the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. It is Stone Hanson and Stone. Good to have you here, my friend. Uh, mistakes down the stretch in that fourth quarter. Otherwise, it was a very well-mapped-out game for three quarters. The Lakers looked like they were about ready to get Denver's number, uh, number, but unfortunately, the number came up for the Lakers just in the same way in that fourth quarter. In the first game, it came up for Denver.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um we just couldn't close uh and honestly like the the entire game was close we we did okay um we didn't shoot as well as we did the first um the first game and i think that, that was to be expected uh but it's tough when ad's not hitting his shots in the paint consistently obviously he got to the line a lot and capitalized um but yeah i mean it's hard to close when your two best players can't shoot from three um, and get you back in it. And it's especially hard to close when the shots that you're getting are giving it to really bad shooters at three, right? It's going to be tough to get back into the game that way. I mean, everyone's going to hate me and I'm beating a dead horse, but it's the story of the season where if you don't have plays, it's it's just going to get tougher and tougher each series right you need plays especially when you're going to close uh to get yourself better looks and when you the looks are coming from sub 30 per, sub 30% shooters from deep in the playoffs it, it, you're not going to really have that good of a chance of of you know getting back into it so um yeah i mean it's it's tough it's a tough loss um i don't really know what the answer is game three and four i think we're just gassed we're tired lebron's foot looked hurt at the end of that game um i mean there's there's just a lot to take away but not a whole lot of it is positive unfortunately because i think uh the lakers have done an amazing job they played extremely hard in that final 15 game stretch of the season to get into the playoffs Um and I think it's finally, you know, playing that hard is finally catching up to them. Um, I think LeBron is starting to age. Uh, I've been saying it all season. He doesn't look as explosive around the rim as he used to. Uh, and that came to fruition, came really to a, a head tonight. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a combination of a lot of things, I think. Uh, there's there's a lot of things and factors to look into. But at the end of the day, we're down o two. 2 um in the western conference finals and the track record of coming back is is not really in our favor
0: but the last uh, you know two times lebron has been down oh two he's come back to win both those series
1: but i would yeah I th- each series gets tougher though i think you're playing a better team each series and you're LeBron, each series affects LeBron age-wise, too, in, in, in physicality. I mean, you're seeing it. He looks more and more tired each, each series. Uh, and the, the foot, I mean, really t- looked like he was in pain at the end of this game. Um, and, yeah, I, I, neither of those series, I think, were, I mean, the, the odds of Western Conference Finals, I think Joe said the last time it happened was, like, 1994 or something. Um, it's, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow, but the Lakers are in a really hard position right now.
0: One of the things I want to ask you though, Stone, is AD again with, uh, you know, just feeding in the, to the perpetual thesis and theories behind what goes on game in, game out, game in, game out, offensively speaking, I mean, defensively four block shots, 14 rebounds, Lakers still got out, rebounded by nine, which is still not exactly anything that's, that's, that's not, that's actually terrible, still terrible on the rebounding end, even though it was better than it was in the first game. I still think though, four or 15 for AD, just not hitting his mid range at all, just not being able to trust it, just unfortunately just, you know, and it wasn't even the fact that there was a lot of hands in his face to contest. He's just out, just blowing. You know, we talk about LeBron James is, hurt not shooting well from the outside i get all of that but anthony davis 415 that's not going to get it done as well
1: yeah if your two best players can't hit their shots i mean it's just tough to win right uh, you rely on those guys to to carry you um especially offensively i mean ad defensively too but uh in general you know you're looking at your two best players to really spearhead the offense and when they're not hitting their shots it's uh pretty tough to win so yeah it's I think they're tired I think the looks they were getting weren't great because there's not really an offense instilled and um yep I, I think that the the Lakers I mean to have any sort of chance you're gonna have to win the next two games and the one after Denver in Denver I think uh, because if you let it go to a game seven, we're just going to be really, really gassed and tired and LeBron's foot is going to be really hurting. Um, so you're going to want to have to try and win it in six, but the odds of that oh, happening. Oh, it's going to be
0: six. That's still for me very strong. <laughs> I'm going to believe I friend. wish I
1: had your optimism.
0: I'm going to do it. Uh, search and destroy. You know, the one of the things that uh, they're mentioning as far as Vando's concerned, I know Adam has mentioned as well. Uh, you know, with Vando, he was supposed to be that guy that really uh, put a lot of clamp down on Jamal Murray. The thing is, though, Jamal Murray was struggling for the first three quarters, despite doing, Vando doing much on him, because Vando kept getting blown off on screens and just you know not finding his way in the defense. So that's probably why he only played 17 minutes. But what were they doing so right on Jamal Murray for three quarters that they were doing so wrong in the fourth?
1: I don't think it was a matter of what we were doing right versus wrong. I think Jamal Murray is just one of those guys, right? As soon as he starts seeing it go through the net, it's like he just needs one, and it starts really going for him, starts rolling, and he just got hot, and it started going through for him. And once he gets hot, it's. We be it in the bubble too, right? I mean, he, he he's just one of those guys. When you get to score and he's scoring, it doesn't matter what kind of defense you play on him. Um, he's just going to be able to get his offense, you know? So I think ultimately the Lakers, the, the personnel the Lakers have is just, it's really tough when you don't have the spacing, right? Like you, you need LeBron to be somewhat of a spacer. AD is not really a spacer from beyond the arc. And in today's league, you need to be able to match those kind of shots, right? If a guy starts hitting a couple threes or they hit three threes in a row, um, you need to bring some momentum back to you. Uh, and it would be nice to have, you know, someone that you can just get an open shot to and you know they're going to make it. And the Lakers just don't really have that at the moment. So, um, yeah, I, there's, I'm kind of at a loss for words just because there's, there's so many things to take away from this game.
0: Again, what I'm going to take away is that Denver got very lucky two games in a row. The Lakers should have come back and win that first game. Uh, it looked like it, they had, all the momentum was on their side and had LeBron made a smarter move and taken it to the basket instead of taking the three-pointer, they very easily could have won that game. And in game two, they had the lead. And again, outside of a bad stretch in, se- in the second and the fourth quarter, the Lakers were dominating the Denver Nuggets. So clearly to me, outside of those laps, if they can control – the pace a little bit more. I think the Lakers have a decided advantage when they go back to L.A. I think the Denver headspace, I think they got a little bit in their heads, the air, you know, obviously their wind, you know, all that, all that that comes into it as far as being in that altitude. I think that everybody out there who's in the chat room that's thinking negatively right now saying the season's over and all that and Gary A talking smack and Steph Curry talking smack while while their team is sitting home on the islands in Cancun. I will tell you right now, as far as that's concerned, when it comes to the Lakers, I'm optimistic, Stone. And, you know, I'm usually a guy that calls it like I see it. And I thought that the Lakers made a lot of mistakes tonight and still could have very well had this game as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think generally um, I'm not a super optimistic person. So it's, it's tough for me, you know, but uh, I think that the Lakers – the, the really what i came away with is i would be more optimistic if i just didn't think we were so tired right leBron at the end of that game just he looked exhausted um ad looked exhausted it's part of that might be the altitude but part of it is they these guys played i mean like we you know we always talk about they were um at a super uh disadvantage right with their record on how they began the season. Uh, to get into the playoffs I don't know how what our final record was in those final 20 games but it was pretty absurd just to get into the playoffs and we played extremely hard in every one of those games like we were we were playing like insane basketball just to get into the playoffs and I think that that eventually takes a toll on guys right you're you're putting so much effort just to give yourself a shot and then once you get that shot um it's you know sort of, uh, foolish to think otherwise that you're just not going to be in some sort of fatigue and, th- and that fatigue is not going to catch up to you especially each series you go in right the Lakers have made it deep now they've played two rounds of basketball they're in their third round and a- every round takes its toll the farther you get each game in the playoffs takes a ton of fatigue out of you LeBron is aging I know people don't want to hear it but LeBron's in his late 30s it starts to take a toll on you fatigue wise and Uh, We saw his foot. Uh, He was grimacing at the end there. Uh, Got stepped on earlier in the game, too. They they played well, but I just think, like, ultimately, we're tired, Gerald. I think we're just really tired, Um, and I think that it's really tough this late in the season um, to be able to, you know, regain that energy uh, that you really need to make that final push.
0: I think Denver played really well, Nick. I disagree with you. I think they really played well for two games, and I think clearly the Lakers that had just stopped—you know—just a few mistakes that they that they like you said, Stone. Some of it could be attributed to fatigue. uh, Some of it could just be contributed to just basically again, second and fourth quarter they had stretches where they just were not able to go ahead and hit shots and hit smart shots. And you're right, Stone. And everybody out there that's saying, you know, complaining about LeBron chucking up too many threes, he has proven throughout this playoffs he cannot hit the three at all consistently. I have no idea why he keeps on insisting on shooting it. Again, the lane is wide open for him. No matter how much they try to pack the paint, they are still able to get inside anytime they want. The thing is, though, outside of uh, Austin Reeves hitting five for nine from three, the Lakers just got to realize they're not that great of a shooting team. They're in fact they're a below average even after the trade. They're a below average three point shooting team and need to go ahead and drive it in. They were that was their key to success, leading by double digits in the second and third quarter was getting them in foul trouble, getting to the line, penetrating, getting to the hole, and getting to the free throw line to get get uh, those opportunities. Unfortunately, they're not. They just didn't stick with it. And again. just relying on those outside shot is not a recipe that's good for the Lakers.
1: Yeah. And I think there's sort of two factors at play there. One is like I said, fatigue. Um, I don't know. I mean how many people watching regularly play basketball, like even in like a pickup setting, but you know, if you've been playing after a while, you start getting tired and shooting takes a lot less out of you than driving to the rim over and over again. Uh, You exert a lot of energy, getting that burst just to get to the rim, especially if there's contact there. And if you do that over and over, you know, you really start to get tired. So shooting just looks like more attractive when you're that tired uh, because it requires less energy to exert. Um, But at the same time, uh, we shouldn't be having these sub 30% shooters putting shots up, you know, as, as many times and as frequently as they are. Uh, I think some of it too is just also a lack of a lack of play calling. If you don't have better shots to get your guys, not that these threes aren't open, but the people taking them are not prolific three-point shooters. Um, And if you want your better three-point shooters taking better shots, you're going to have to find a way to get them open rather than just uh, moving around who has the ball. So I think there's a couple factors at play as to why the Lakers are, um taking these threes and not making them at the rate that we want but uh, that's that's sort of where i come away with it this is raphael
2: from NBA Draft junkies.com and you are listening to the lakers fast break check out what's
0: been going on with the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse
3: if you have a better movie in the can why is that not the movie that you released in the first place
0: i would say it's more culturally relevant than the simpsons and rick and morty like it has become a staple of american entertainment
3: i think dragon age 4 is carrying the future of bioware on its shoulders
0: that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you joining us and watching and listening. The Lakers, unfortunately, do lose uh, as they falter in the fourth quarter, 108-103 after dominating the Denver Nuggets most of the way. Also here, well, they're still down 2 nothing as they head back to L.A., which I'm very certain they will go ahead and tie it up once in L.A., sending it back 2-2 to Denver, where I think we can get a win in Denver in the game five. That's my belief, and I'm sticking to it. So also here today, good man indeed. He's the magic man. He is the madman for Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to join us on Playback, playback.tv, so Lakers Fast Break. Good man indeed. you got to go ahead and catch him for Magic Man the morning and all the great stuff that he does here for the Lakers Fast Break. It is Sean Grice and Sean, Unfortunately, the second game in a row that slipped through our fingers. Again, it would have been a historical uh, comeback in the first game but just fell short. This time, it was a uh, just a gut check performance by Jamal Murphy Murray and the fact that the Lakers made so many mistakes down the stretch, the Lakers gave them the victory in this chance. So that's they're down 2-0 heading back to LA when just a couple things that turned around could have been the other way around. Your thoughts on what's going on as the Lakers head back down two zero as they head back to LA.
2: Yeah, so a couple things. Um, one thing that stood out was uh, AD was um, ice cold from the mid range. He couldn't buy a bucket from his seam, like outside of twelve feet. That was frustrating, Gerald. And then um, I think LeBron finished two of seven at the rim, or maybe it was three of eight. I'm sorry. But uh, you know, a couple extra buckets there, a couple extra buckets. If AD's hitting those twelve, thirteen footers, you know, it's possibly a different game. But you know, that was that was lackluster. Um, the energy in the fourth quarter. You know, we talk about finely tuned athletic machines, right? It seemed like AD shot and our, our three point making had reached operational exhaustion by the. Uh, almost the end of the fourth quarter um, just ran out of steam there and you know now gerald now we're in unprecedented territory because in 477 playoff series no team in the western conference has ever come back from 0-2 down to win a series and only 33 teams in the history of this game, have done it. Now, it's been done more recently. We saw the Raptors do it to the Bucks on their way to uh, the finals. We saw the Cavs do it the year before. We saw the Bucks do it twice on their road to the finals. They did it against the Nets when they were down 0-2, Gerald, and everybody wrote them off. And then they were down 0-2 in the finals, and everybody wrote them off as well. Um but normally in those series there's there's really a, a swing of momentum you know not not one of those series went to seven games it was a, a team went down oh two and then they just ran made adjustments and just ran through a, a team in six games so um Joe had mentioned on a previous uh post game i believe it was game one he thought that the Lakers would uh have to win in seven. If they were down 0-2, I'm more along your line of thinking, Gerald. I think if we take the two games in LA, then game five is just ripe for the picking there. Mm -hmm. And in game six, who knows? It's anyone's game.
0: Yep, that's what I'm thinking, indeed. If the Lakers start that momentum back up on their end, I think Denver is not equipped to handle it because, again, they don't have that type of uh, championship-level experience that the Lakers do with LeBron and AD. Again, you're going to get better performances from them on Saturday, rest assured. I think you're going to see, again, a better performance similar to what they were playing like in game one. Uh, and again, that's something where it, where if you get them playing downhill, uh, the rebounding battle has to be a lot better, Stone. Rebounding battle has to be a lot better. The Lakers still down nine in the rebound battle. I think that's one of the crucial areas on why that they lost tonight. Again, if they they shore that up, Little things like that can make a world of difference.
1: Uh, sorry. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, there's things. Obviously, we're at a size disadvantage, but the other thing is, uh, we're not playing aggressively on the boards. I think um I'll, a lot of the times, we're seeing with guys like Dilo um even Rui, he's bigger. Um, they should be like going in there fighting for the boards because. Balls just aren't going to bounce your way. The Nuggets aren't going to let the ball just, you know, bounce to you. Uh, You have to go in there and fight for it. You have to make sure that you're uh, staying aggressive and crashing the boards. Yeah, you might always not come out with it, uh, especially against bigger guys, but you have to try. Um, And I think uh, tonight we were just – it looked like either – I don't think we didn't care. I think we were just tired. Uh, And I think that we – Uh, especially, uh, you know, towards the end, didn't have that much energy to to do that. But it's at least something that's fixable for the Lakers. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be on par with the Nuggets as a a rebounding team just because of their size advantage, but we can at least be on par with their aggression as a rebounding team. Um, And I think that that was something that lacked uh, in both these games um, that could be improved upon.
0: Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do unfortunately fall 108-103. to 103. They're down two games to nothing as they go ahead and we'll tie up the series in LA coming Saturday. Go ahead and join us, 5.30, right there for you on Pacific and also 8.30 Eastern on playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. But also here today to talk about today's game, a great part of our playback.tv slash Lakers fast break live watch party with Stone Hansen with Laker Nick, with John McAlian and with Sean Grice and also everybody that was there as far as our audience is concerned truly big shout out to you good man indeed you got to go ahead and catch him today at lakersball.com as ox nineteen forty seven. also as well he the guy owns simblades simblades with a y.com it is Joe Sorrow and Joe that fourth quarter another chance where again the lakers have the opportunity to take the game and unfortunately, they let it slip away once again.
4: Sean looks like he's about to do story time on uh, TV on PBS. <laughs> it's a good angle, there, Sean. Let me tell you, you
0: a story. You should.
4: You should. You should do the show like that all the time. I'm not. Gonna, I, I was listening. Obviously, uh, Stone had already said it a few times that there was a physical. Exhaustion that was visible at, at at its optimum level. I'm going to add the fact that they're also mentally tired. There were a lot of decision making that looked like tired, just like you said, Stone. You're at that you're at the gym and you're playing three or four games, and then you're just chucking shots because you just have no energy to go to the hole. Worse than that is LeBron missed two layups. And I'm talking not with anybody in front of him. I'm talking, I, I know the last one was a, a bad decision. He was going to try to dunk it, and it slipped out of his hand. But the one before it was point blank right in front of the rim, and the rim blocked it. It's it's happening, folks. It's happening. And I think we need to start getting getting to grips with the fact that LeBron might be going the other way really, really, really fast now. Just like it did with Kobe. The only thing is with Kobe is his his injuries increased that. LeBron seems to be having a little bit of of, of lingering problems, but nothing catastrophic like a torn shoulder or a torn uh, Achilles. But LeBron looks spent and the team looks mentally spent. They have come from the depths of nothingness, to get to the Western Conference Finals, and they're meeting the number one team all year, a team we predicted would make it to the finals or at least be the one seed. And the Lakers are going to have to dig deep. I mean, dig deep into something they probably haven't hit, uh, unless maybe you you can say LeBron has, but AD and and the rest of the guys, they're going to need to dig somewhere where they tie the series up before they get back to Denver. Uh, Otherwise, if they lose on Saturday, it's going to look like a sweep. So that's kind of where I'm at that. Darvin Ham says
0: LeBron James was being evaluated after game two, but it will be hard to keep him out of game three. Uh, If he does not go, then that changes everything I said, because there's quite a bit there if he's lost. So, I'm hoping that he'll be able to be ready for game three. Again, if if he's ready to go and he's good to go in L.A., I think they're going to get energized and they will be able to play a decidedly better defense and decidedly better rebounding. I think they're going to go into Stone. What advantage do you think the Lakers can take out of a game these past two games? Is there anything that they can attribute and then take over into game three? I really think there's a couple matchups that they can exploit to their advantage.
1: I mean altitude hopefully is something but um I think with the Lakers it's a matter of with the offense we run there's not a lot of room for shooting performances like there was tonight when you are putting guys in situations that are are not really shooters you have to hit your shots and defensively we have to be we have to be like figuring out what it is to stop this this three-point shooting because we can't we can't go toe-to-toe with them as three-point shooters. So we have to figure out what it is we need to do uh to stop the bleeding from beyond the arc when they're when they're hitting them, right? What do we do? Who do we put on them? What matchups? What rotations do we make in order to make them make AD a threat at the rim, but also uh close out on the shooters when they kick out. The the biggest difference I noticed, so in golden state um <clears> oh <throat> we saw game in and game out they're afraid to take it all the way to the rim and they kick out to three because ad was such a threat as a shot blocker right they didn't want to go toe-to-toe with ad at the rim because he was such a predominant paint protector when you're in this game even if you do that uh we, we found a way right to make ad more of a rim protector because we put somebody else on a lot tonight it was on Le- lebron on Jokic. and you make ad still that paint presence well the problem now is denver is shooting it much better than golden state did despite golden state having shooters they didn't shoot that well denver can hit all these shots that we're, we're forcing them out of right They if they don't want to go toe-to-toe with ad at the rim and they kick out the guys they're kicking out to are going to be making these threes. So we have to figure out a way to make sure we're running them off that line, make them take a dribble in and take a mid-range jumper that's hopefully contested. The game planning has to change because um, the, the philosophy of hoping AD can take away the paint and, and hoping that um, them shooting threes isn't going to work is, is just not a viable thing against this team. Um, so the whole philosophy of how you approach this from a coaching standpoint has to be adjusted.
0: Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do unfortunately lose 108 to 103, heading back home down 02, as they have two home games starting on Saturday. Please join us. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Magic Man, let me ask you this. When it comes to the adjustments, you heard what Stone says he would what he would do. I know Vando's a popular name right now in the chat. Uh, The thing is, though, Vando has got to be going around those screens a lot better because at times he looked lost, absolutely lost, trying to stay with Jamal Murray, which we saw Dennis Schroeder do a little bit better. And that's why he was in there substantially more than Vando. I know Schroeder did not give you much offensively either, which was really, yeah, it just really was, was not a pretty sight as far as how they handled Murray in that fourth quarter. But if Vando's going to play, he's got to be a lot better on the defensive end. Sean, go ahead. You're
2: good. Yeah. Has to be much better. Has to use his length. Um, you know, one one aspect of his defense that was uh, uh, pronounced against Steph was he was able to use his length and cut off his spacing. Not necessarily his timing, but his space was cut off significantly. You have to do the same thing with Jamal Murray. He's uh he's a very rhythm shooter. So if you could take away his spacing, you take away uh, uh you know a part of his uh catch and shoot game, an element of it that's uh, significant, especially since he's not significantly recovered from his knee injury. It usually takes around two two and a half years to a hundred percent recover from something like that. So he still needs a bit more, uh, uh space Gerald, as far as uh, rhythm is concerned, but he had 37 points and he didn't really play well in the first half. I was commenting to stone that, uh, the Lakers had done a pretty good job on him in the first half. He was five of 17 and two of nine for three. And then he just exploded in that fourth. Um, and, It's not, Gerald, Denver didn't do anything fancy in the fourth quarter. That's a lot of what they run, usually. But we gave them more opportunities than they should have required, and they took advantage of it again. And like you said, I had the image of we let it slip away. That's what happened. It slipped through our hands. And we can't let that happen in Game Three, especially That's defensively.
0: Well, yeah, obviously you can't let it happen in Game Three or Game Four. I mean, we've had two games slip through our fingers that we easily could have won, and got to look at it. From well, that perspective. I mean, you
2: know, I'll give it to Denver, Gerald. They, they did, they did, uh, they did just five. enough. They, they did, did just enough in Game One, and we we gave away Game Two. Yep, there you go. Uh, also
0: here today, Good Man Indeed. you got to go ahead and check him out today at Lakerholics.com with his Five Things articles. The man who plays the meme. Oh my gosh. Is that a sad song? It
2: sounds pretty happy to me.
4: Sounds like that tone in, when you're in the Pirates of the Caribbean next to Watch, that old it man.
2: Sa- it sounds like John Fogarty. DCR, baby. It got
1: away
0: This is Jamie Sweet from Lakerholics.com. Uh, good to have you here, my friend. Uh unfortunately I, I think on... I
3: don't think you're reading my name quite correctly there, Joe.
0: It's Jamie Sweet. Yeah. Uh, well, no, okay. I, I know already. Right. <laughs> Top Studio when you came on the air, said it specifically. That's why I stopped in my tracks while I was on the air. While you when you come on, it announces your name and uh, Jamie Sweet. Blah, blah, uh, 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 is now on. Okay. That was well, the okay, fourth, that was our fourth quarter, so exactly pretty much so your thoughts though my friend uh you know obviously it's another game the lakers let slip away i still have positivity as far as going forward i've got the laker tom flowing through me when it comes to the next two games in in la tying that up because again uh you know the games were so close as long as lebron's playing i know his foot is going to be monitored the next couple days but if he's in there i think the lakers have every chance to take the two games back
3: yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's the problem. Uh the problem isn't the games in LA. <laughs> the problem is that we don't have home court advantage and I don't see us winning a game in Denver at this point. So if even if, though they just there narrowly let two games slip away that the easy could have won. Yeah, because I don't I'm I'm questioning the decision making of several key players on the uh on the roster. They happen to be the most expensive players as well, which doesn't ever bode well. You know, if it was Dennis Schroeder taking ill-advised three after ill-advised three after ill-advised three after ill-advised three. That would be one thing, but it's not. It's supposed to be the smartest player, one of the smartest players in the game, uh, you know, if you believe the hype. It's, it's Darvin Ham not able to adjust to, like Sean said, that it wasn't some sort of magical series of plays Denver ran to shake Murray loose. It was give Murray the ball, and the Laker defense didn't know what to do they were so overly focused on stopping Jokic and that's what happened in game one. So it's obvious that the, that the whatever film session happened between one and two didn't reveal, Oh, Denver's going to go away from Jokic in the fourth quarter. And if Murray, if Murray's not working out, they can go back. They'll go right back to Jokic if it's not working out. And that's what I expect to happen. You know, if Murray makes misses some shots in LA they'll just go back to Joker. And I, you know, I, I, I thought that, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because in the playoffs, little things are magnified and that mustard off the hot dog dunk LeBron missed on the first half stuck with me the entire game. There was not one moment where I didn't think that mattered. I thought it mattered the moment that it happened and it resonated all the way to the end of the game. It was as if LeBron did not show up ready to play tonight mentally. I don't know if he's so worried about his foot blowing up on him, which I would imagine is a concern. I don't know if he's just worn down from so many years in the league. And, uh, you you, you know, the human mind and the human body – can only take so much, you know, it's why things like isolation tanks work in prisons. It's why, (laughs) it's why things work the way they do in places where they're designed to apply pressure over time. And, you know, uh, it just seemed like he didn't have it at any point in the game. There was a nice stretch after that dunk where he was like really forcing the action, making quick, decisive moves to the hoop, making quick, decisive moves with and without the ball, and then after the half, that stopped. That pretty much stopped. Uh, there may be a little bit of it in the third, but for the most part, it became I'm tired and I'm going to shoot a three. That's the, he, uh, he's going to he's got to be shooting close to twenty percent now for the for the series.
0: Uh, I can't go ahead, uh, Sean. We'll bring you on here. Go ahead, Sean. He hasn't he made one.
2: He's shooting zero he, he percent from three.
0: In the Not, series, in, right? In the series, but in overall, the, series. the playoffs. He's talking this, about in the playoffs.
3: Uh, regardless.
2: It, well, well, you know neither, something. Neither it's stat.
3: Well, stat will be positive. Let's put it that way. Yes. <laughs> it's true. either going to be zero percent for the series or twenty percent for the playoffs. Pick, pick which one annoys you more. And well, well we're I, in the moment. We're in the moment, and zero counts more than twenty-two. The point being is that it, it, there's a there's there's this. I mean, and look, you know, there's a certain amount of cachet you build up when you're the leading score in the NBA, where you've, when you've done it, when you've proved you can do it, I, I, you know, it's not like Darvin Ham's going to bench LeBron James for a bad shot. That, that's, that's, (laughs) that, that won't be happening. Right. Uh, But, you know, it's what I, what I find shocking is that if he is tired, if he is worried about his foot, you've got a whole team, you've got a whole team, bro. And you're supposed to be the unselfish star and you can't adjust. You can't, you can't figure out that your three ball isn't working and change it up. AD's getting paid $45 million a year and can't hit an open three pointer to make the game close in the corner. The easiest three point shot in the game. These are your big money guys, not showing up in the clutch when you pay them the money to do just that. And so, you know, it's been a it's been a magical run, and I thought that like to be honest, I didn't think Memphis was a good test. We, Sean and I talked about this this afternoon. Memphis was a bad test. No Stephen Adams, team imploding, bad test. Golden State, nobody who can really hang with DV uh, AD, team imploding, bad test. Denver Nuggets, fully healthy, G- gelling at the right time, MVP perennial MVP candidate and Jokic. Murray feeling his legs like he hasn't felt them since the bubble. Mm-hmm. This was the test you wanted to see this team pass in one of these two games. And I, I would hope, I was hoping it would be tonight. I, I had, I thought that the altitude, not this team, neither team knowing each other's strengths or weaknesses because the Lakers and Nuggets had never played and this current, you know, the, this roster didn't exist when, when we played Denver in the regular season. Uh, and, you know, Denver, show, you know, you could argue like Denver's done exactly what they're supposed to do, defend their home court. And we got a shot to win in game five. And of course, if we win uh, games three and four on our home court, and then again, uh, in game six, if we hold serve on our home court, we'll have a shot in game seven. But every game that is extra, is just one more game that LeBron's body is just not going to have it. And that's not just a concern these playoffs that's a concern from here on out and that's i think that's going to be the the question of the summer is okay if this if this is the best that he's at if this is the best he can manage by the time the playoffs roll around how do you how you how do you change that (laughs) that reality and i don't think there's a good answer there's not a good answer to well i got old the answer is you don't change it. You have to, somebody else has to step up. Dilo, not stepping up. Hachimura stepping up. Reeves tried to step up. Uh, this was a bit of a disheartening loss because I felt like up until the fourth quarter, we kind of had the game under control. And it's just astounding to me that, it, that the Lakers sagged off of Murray so much, uh, just basically let him have free reign. I mean, the dude scored 22 points, but it wasn't like, he was driving he was just shooting the shots in rhythm you know that, nobody was bothering him nobody was bothering him nobody was in his grill or they were like a step off in his grill you know uh, NBA players make those shots especially at home especially him so well you
2: know something Jamie through yeah. two ga- through two games in the fourth quarter Jamal Murray has 31 points ad and LeBron have a combined 28. So that's for <laughs> three, for three guys making the big bucks, one yeah. guy
3: is outperforming two. Yeah, that's a problem for the Lakers. And I, I don't know that it's going to change that much on the road I, for Denver. I don't know that they're going to be intimidated by LA. And here's a, is, here's something. This is a really else. hungry team we're facing Here, right now. Here's something else for, for
2: you, Jamie. LeBron James has missed 19 straight three pointers in the fourth quarter, dating back to Game Two of the first round. That's the yeah. longest streak by anyone in the last twenty-five years, and
3: that's that's your legs not being there, right? All of them are short; they're all short. He's leaving them all short. All that's them. your, that's your legs not being there, and this is this is what I'm talking about. If you can't, if the smartest player in the game doesn't know he's tired, it's a problem for the Lakers that I don't see a great solution for, other than somebody sitting LeBron down and being like, "Dude, come the fourth quarter, it's elbow and down, and that's it." From the elbow down to the baseline, that's where you operate. You get your ass off that three-point line and into the paint. And I don't care what you think about it. We will lose if you keep playing like this, because we're losing when you play like this.
0: We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerhollocks.com. Once again, the Lakers unfortunately do lose. 108 to
2: 103. Joe. Uh, no, like, how are you if you're LeBron James, how do you argue with that logic, Gerald? Tell you don't. Yeah. You don't. He
0: can't at this point. Again, if we just go ahead and correct a couple of things, I see us easily taking next two games at home, and then it comes to a, a critical game five. I think the fans of Denver that have been in our chat, they don't realize how lucky they are and how fortunate they are to have escaped with two very lucky wins and very fortunate wins. Again, they were not dominating at all. Uh, Let's talk about that first half in Denver in the first game, they should have blown away the Lakers. They should have absolutely blown away the Lakers, Joe, in that first game and not, and almost choked away a game on their own. Again, the Lakers have had every opportunity to win these two games. They didn't get it done. It goes back, but I am confident that the Lakers, if they play just a tad bit better on the boards, do a couple things right, they could go ahead and easily take two games in LA.
4: Well, role players play better at home. Yeah. We're gonna see if, if those shots that our our role guys take, those will probably go in. I I I don't know. I I think there's a mental part here. It's I, I, There's a physical with LeBron, but I think the team's mentally tired. It could get reinvigorated because you still have a lot of guys that have some youth, right? So let's say if the Lakers blow out Denver in game three and LeBron doesn't play the fourth quarter, that's a good start. And then if they have a semi-close game in game four and still win and he's getting everybody involved, Then you get a little bit of, okay, let's see what happens in Denver at that point. Denver goes back. They've been in this situation before with Phoenix. They'll say, okay, well, just win our home games and we'll be fine. I don't know how to gauge it after this other than from what I've seen. What I've seen is I've seen a team that's busted their rear end a lot. LeBron's made bad decisions uh, because I think he's – look, guys – when you're a great of anything, a lot of times the same thing that you're that makes you great makes you not great. Mm-hmm. And you saw it today. Mm-hmm. You saw it today. LeBron, in his whole life, has always been the guy that made that shot, and he can always and a, just like a boxer thinks he's got one more fight in him. He thought he had one more one just I just need to make this three. I just need to make right. this three so I can start making them. Right. You can't sit there and say, why are you shooting it? Okay, you're right. You are right. Don't shoot those threes, LeBron. But you're also saying don't be LeBron, which is just not very realistic. What was what was a bigger problem tonight was A D was not making his his shots he was missing way too many hook hook shots i'm sorry his jump shots is inside uh
0: that's pretty much the game right there joe
4: it is he if he makes those shots the lakers win he and, and when he misses those shots he, he doesn't make them he misses and he misses and he misses and he misses drop step hook miss turn around miss 15 footer miss. He kept missing those shots. Those that's that this is this is Anthony Davis. This is a 30-year-old Anthony Davis. This is the guy that's supposed to make those shots to win this game. LeBron is there, yes, but LeBron needs to be what Kareem was in 1987. He needs to be that guy. And we need to have our worthy and our magic there to, to help him out. I don't I don't think this was. Anything other than a team hitting their shots and the other team wasn't hitting their shots, it happened. The same same thing happened in game one.
3: You know, Joe brought up a really good point though. This team has been busting it for two months straight. Like they've been playing essentially game sevens in the regular season before before the playoffs even started. Right, like from the trade deadline to now, they have been in a pressure cooker set on high in a bathosphere in the Marinara Trench and. Like, it's a lot, right? Like, it's a lot. It's a lot to continue to rise to that intensity. It, it's it's fatiguing. So I thought, I thought that was a very salient point by uh, Mr. Rock's uh,
4: 1947. And And well, the only thing that's going to change this is you're going to need your role players to play lights out the rest of the way. And I'm not talking about just the series role players have to make their shots. Yeah. Now Reeves, if there's an adjustment that needs to be made, Darvin you need to start devising a offense the rest of the way that gets Reeves open. Hmm. That guy I will look. hit the three and Rui will hit the three
3: or make Take advantage
4: of that. Take advantage of the two guys that are actually making shots Guys that are young, guys that are viral, that guys that are just they they they're they're making they're it Playing landed. for
0: contracts, Joe.
4: Playing for contracts. And, and and Reeves, if if by some miracle the Lakers end up winning a championship and he's the third star, we're probably gonna lose him. Yeah. Just saying, if you ask me, Joe, would you rather win a championship this year and lose Reeves or lose and keep Reeves? Honestly, I'd rather win a championship because those things don't grow on trees. Darvin has to adjust, and it's going to be a little easier in L.A. because the crowd does help the secondary guys. He's got to start getting the guys that can make those shots open. And if they're not, if they're going to sag, if they're going to be up on them, then that's going to open up space in in, in the uh, in the paint. And you got to you got to pounce on that LeBron. And that's that's there is no other way to go. There is just no other way to go. You have to get the ball to the right guys who can make shots so that things can open up for the other guys who can actually get to the hole and, and make shots there. And that's it. There's, there's, there's. This is a shot-making business. And Porter, Jamal, Brown, those guys made those shots in the fourth. We didn't. If if you were tit-for-tat tit with those guys, we wouldn't have to worry about this. We'd have won tonight. But I just think it's a lot of mental fatigue, guys. I just think everyone's mentally tired. It's, it's it, every other game. It's not, you know, we're not, there's no two days, days off anymore. Even though they had three days off in, in, um, before game one, they were just coming off an emotional series. It's difficult. It's just difficult to run this. This is a young man's game and a shot-making league. If you're not doing one of those two things or both, this late in the game and you have somebody who's hungry at home yeah you're 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 battling uphill um but I'm I'm gonna hold I'm gonna hold some faith here in that the Lakers can can at least cut the deficit in half in terms of the series lead on Saturday and then hopefully on Monday muster up enough to uh tie it and then at that point it's a three game series uh if anybody can win a road game in an important game, it's AD and then LeBron. Uh,
0: just wanted to go ahead and give an update before I head over to Stone. Chris Haynes reporting that LeBron James had a conversation. He'll be ready on Sunday. He just, uh, excuse me, he'll be ready on Saturday. Uh, he just stepped on the foot of AG. Nothing is going to keep me like that from playing. Uh, also added LeBron's ankle tweak. He'll be fine. He added that the Nuggets won the game a three-point line in the fourth quarter, but said that four of the five makes were contested, so something to beat the shot clock. Not defensive breakdowns, he said that killed us. Uh, Stone, the one area I think that the Lakers need to look at as far as a, cha- a change or a tweak, Stone is D'Angelo Russell, and he's been actually kind of ignored him until Zangerstein pointed it out later in the chat, and kind of ignored that you know he was I guess what uh, somewhat fair in the first half when the Lakers were a little bit more prosperous. And then as it got uh, you know, later into the game, he decided to do a disappearing act once again, his defense at times is still, you know, substandard at best. The thought about maybe going ahead and making a change, right at D'Angelo Russell, your thoughts on that, my friend.
1: Um, there's a lot of factors to weigh. I think obviously you want to give yourself the best possible way to win. Personally, I don't think it's with D'Angelo Russell starting and closing games. Um, D'Angelo needs to hit his shots to provide value to the Lakers. If he's not hitting his shots in this role that he's in, historically he's been in a role where he's the playmaker, he's the initiator. That's not what he is for this team. So he's now in a role where he needs to be a shooter and a scorer. If those things are not there for him on a night-to-night basis, it it gets really tough to see what value he brings because he's such a liability defensively. Um, I mean, he is getting blown by at the point of attack defensively um, whenever he's out there. He's slow on rotations a lot of the times uh, defensively, so he needs to be able to make his shots on the offensive end to make it worth playing him those minutes. The issue, too, is... The Lakers need him to make those shots because there's nobody else really to play. The Lakers need him to be worth value because worth offensive value because there's nobody else to substitute in for him. You can try Malik Beasley; he's sort of the same sort of deal. If if his shots aren't going in, there's no value to be had. You can try. Troy Brown Jr., but the shots have a much less likelihood of going in than either of the other two guys are just named. So you're, you're stuck with D'Lo, and you, you're stuck with you needing him to provide that offensive value. I think the other factor is, whether it's the right or wrong factor, I think it is a factor in how the Lakers are going about managing D'Lo. Whether you agree with it or not, I think it exists, is that He is a free agent this summer and I think the Lakers are factoring in how much do they want to risk rocking the boat and losing him and losing that salary this summer Uh, because the value Dilo provides will not be worth the salary that we give him but the salary that he has is needed in order to improve this team going into next year because we need something to trade to get something Uh, and there's not a whole lot of contracts that we're going to have on the books uh, that will be movable um, with any sort of significant salary and whether you agree with the Lakers factoring that in or not to how they evaluate what to do with D'Lo in these playoffs. I do believe it to be a factor. Um, But like I said, ultimately I think what should be the priority is how do we win games because we want a championship. Um, And I think that that best option of that is Starting somebody other than Dilo and closing with somebody other than Dilo, probably Schroeder and Reeves, um, as at the guard positions and Brewery at the other forward position. But Dilo unfortunately has to play because there's nobody behind him. In in order for him to provide that value, he has to make shots
0: before we head on out my friends it's time to go ahead and give everybody an update on what you're working on at your respective platforms. stone i'm going to start again with you my friend upside swings nba draft podcast you got some great things going on obviously the lottery has now been set yeah, i'm not going to say it was fixed for san antonio but mm, it kind of <laughs> makes me wonder your thoughts my friend on what you're doing at upside swings nba draft podcast
1: yeah, we're just cranking out content. Um, we just recorded again today. Uh, we put one out a couple of days ago. We'll put this one out hopefully tomorrow. And then we start recording our 30 for 30 series going through every team in the NBA and their outlooks. So and you're how not a big fan of Derek Lively.
0: Well, you're not a big fan of Derek Lively. I know I discussed it with you on playback, and I wanted to hear your thoughts on as far as extra rim protection that he could provide for the Lakers. But you're not really high on him for a choice at 17.
1: Definitely not at 17. I think that there's other players uh, in that range that I would definitely prefer. If you want to see who those would be, because there's there's probably a large list, you can check out upsideswings.com and it has my board. But yeah, he wouldn't be my top priority at 17. If I were to take a player at 17 that's a center that fills that backup center position, Uh, and I actually think that there's probably guys at 47 that um can be a fine backup center Uh, i know it sounds crazy to say that there's value that far into the draft but for that specific position i think there is uh, just to be a guy who can play backup minutes at center but if we're looking at 17 i would say dayron holmes is my preferable choice to Derek lively that that's be that would be the center option at that sort of range that i would prefer
0: i'll tell you what though Is because of uh, you folks out there that support great things like Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. That's why we do this here also as well at the Lakers Fast Break. Magic Man, I know you've got a Magic Man in the morning coming in the near future, don't you, my friend? And a special interview this weekend.
2: Yes, I do, Gerald. Um, I'm having a special guest on tomorrow morning for Magic Man in the morning. and um, I wonder who
0: that was as the finger of the hand started coming up Mm -hmm. like that.
2: And uh, I'll also be interviewing uh, the lead writer from Denver Stiffs, uh, Gage Bridford, and we'll be discussing uh, Gage's thoughts on uh, the series. <laughs> so Shaka bra.
0: Shaka bra, indeed. Uh, go ahead and check out Matthew. All Battle I
2: morning. need is some tasty waves, a cool buzz, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm good. Shaka indeed. Shaka
3: <laughs>
0: But go ahead and Way to go, Hamilton! Him. Go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Magic Man in the Morning. Magic Man in the Morning on Fridays, and then also as well this weekend he's got a special interview for Can you. you seen that, that again, Gerald,
4: it makes me happy.
0: Oh, actually, I'll do it with Jamie Sweet playing. Magic Man in the Morning.
4: See, you got your you got your intro song, Sean. There
0: you go. All right, there for you. But before we head on out, Jamie Sweet, and before I head it over to Joe Sorrel, Jamie Sweet, can you please let us know what you're doing with your five things, articles, and, you know, I'm not going to say you're arguing back and forth with Laker Tom because Laker Tom is, you know, throwing out that positivity more than I am on today's show. Your thoughts on what you're doing? Well, you're just like negative, politics.
2: Gerald. You're just being negative.
0: I, I said the Lakers would win the next two, and I'm being negative?
4: Yes, and they should I, win all three.
2: I was, I was doing my impression of Tom. I guess it wasn't good enough.
0: Yes, that's correct. Absolutely. Because then you bite my head off and then go drink a Coke right after. <laughs> go ahead, my friend. What's, what you up to with your Five Things articles? That's what I I'm guess up that's, to. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tammy's asking, you know, she's been providing a lot of smack in the in the chat, a lot of incorrect statements uh, as far as that's concerned. But also, she
3: wants to hear Van Halen. Uh, I don't know. I can, I'll work on half a teacher for you, Tammy. Uh, okay. But you'll have to Venmo me $712. Actually, Jamie,
2: that sort of sounded like Eruption there.
3: That's, that's, that's not, bad. It's not bad. It's a little half a teacher. Yeah. I just don't have to double kick. I don't have like to double I don't, I don't have Right. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right, but anything you're doing? No, I mean, I'm really going to be, I'm going to be tearing apart our fourth quarter choices. I'm going to be uh, uh, deconstructing the choices. Darvin Ham is making in a microcosm, and uh, lambasting LeBron for poor shot selection in the second half.
0: Sounds good. Looking forward to it.
3: I'm <laughs> curious also about what Laker Tom will respond.
0: Just well, I, so
3: I will say this: that me and Tom were going back and forth. I I thought we might start uh, Lonnie Walker uh, over uh, Schroeder. Instead, we went back to Vando. Uh, he thought we would go with Rui to start. I think that that's going to be a situational weapon that we deploy, much like we've seen in games one and two. I think if you go, if I think I kind of feel like there's nothing left after that, right? Like once uh, uh, if you start Hachimura there's literally nobody left to come off the bench and do anything at all. Like you know, <laughs> all, all the bullets are in the starting five at that point. You know, Schroeder's not aggressive for his shot in the series at all. He's just, you know, he'll dribble around for 12 seconds and then kind of throw a pass to somebody and look pretty in the corner. I, I don't know. I, I'm not i am not thrilled with a lot of our role players' choices. I'm not thrilled with our, our rotation, and I'm not thrilled with uh, – I'm uh, you know, there's a lot that I'm not happy about. Hence the.
0: Okay, fair enough, indeed. But you can check out what he's doing this weekend at Lakerholics.com. He's got his five things articles there. And always Laker Tom response, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. Check out the guys each and every week right there at Lakerholics.com. And, and last but not least. Like exactly. <laughs> Uh but last but certainly not least, I know Lakersball.com is very upset right now. Joe, are you actually part of the rage or are you just taking it all in at Lakersball.com?
4: We're back to AD's off on, on thing tonight. He was off. And uh as far as long as AD is not on, we, we typically lose these games. It's 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 unfortunate. There's so many variables in this particular series that just point to the fact that you're playing a team that's a number one seed and they've got home court. They have the, what I would think is the MVP if I was a vote. And they have really good players. They're really good young players that are, that are coming through. Um, They are whining a little bit, like little snatches starting to talk a little bit, uh, but yeah, they're, they're And that's, that's the problem with these guys. Sometimes they're, they're, they're whining about how they're talking about the Lakers still, even though they're up too old guys, you've made zero appearances in the finals, your whole existence. The Lakers have gotten 32 of them. The Lakers are one of three franchises on the planet that you could say are the most popular franchise on the planet without, without hesitation.
0: They're not even the most popular team in Denver.
4: It's just, it's nauseating when you listen to these dunts, if that's a word, with their... Nobody respect us. Nobody believe us. You're, Den- you're the Denver Nuggets. You haven't won squat your whole life.
0: You picked them to go early in the season to go all the way to the I did. Western Conference. I, did, I picked them I... to win the Western Conference right. Yes, the season. So I They did. got respect from us.
4: I yeah, picked them well, to win the, the NBA Finals. And that's 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 the that's part of the issue is you you you. How do you how do I say this without sounding like an arrogant ass? Well, we you know are. our damn basketball. This isn't a joke. I mean, we joke around, but this isn't a joke. Stone knows what the hell he's talking about. Sean knows what the hell he's talking about. Jamie knows. Gerald knows. Mm. Tom is a little out there, but Tom's out there. That's <laughs> what it is. Okay? But the thing is, we know what the hell we're watching because we watch the goddamn games. We know. We, like, pay attention. Absolutely. We're not sitting there like Charles Barkley just saying, oh, I don't want this team on TV tonight. Like, this. this come on. This is this this team is constructed the way a title team is supposed to be constructed. The only problem now is they're starting to get into themselves. And as soon as you don't pat everybody on the back and make them feel good about themselves, now they feel dissed. Dude, if you're going to win this series, win the freaking series, okay? You're going to beat LeBron and AD. That's a pretty damn good accomplishment. And make sure you don't get too big-headed where you lose to either Boston or Miami. That's the problem. They're focused on stupid crap. That's what happened with Memphis. That's what happened with Golden State to some degree, right? Lack of focus. Focus on winning the title, then you can talk all the smack you want. But even if you do win the title, one in in 50 years doesn't compare to 17 in 70 years.
0: That's, uh, again... I could go f- I could
4: go more but I don't I don't uh, I don't feel yeah, well, uh, I f- I feel uh save it my friend save Yeah it. I feel I feel eh, tonight cuz Joe's in his
2: feelings tonight
0: Yep he is all in his feelings but you know what again I think the Lakers have a great chance to go ahead and take the next two games then it comes up to a pivotal game 5
4: in Denver so we'll see what 70, happens 70 John 70 7-0. Yes I mean technically 71 no, wait. 73. Well, do you count the, the beginning of the franchise or do you count when they were in the NBA? You got to start from the very beginning since they're oh, in the yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, but if that's the case, then they were, they were, they, they, they were what? 1947. Yep. Yeah. So that's 75 years, right? Yeah. Something like that. There you go. Okay, good. All right. Well, there hey, you go. Thanks indeed. for helping me out, guys. I appreciate it. You guys are great.
0: <laughs> Once again, it is the Lakers' fast break. The Lakers, unfortunately, lose. And now, to the Grice the Hour.
4: Hello, yes. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's,
2: the, here's, the thing. here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. LeBron's been, LeBron's been on uh, three separate teams that have come back from down 0-2.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He did it with the Cavs in 7 did it with the Cavs again in 2016. He actually did it twice that year, down 0-2 and then down 3-1. And then he did it in 2018. So, Gerald, it's not like this is uncharted territory for him. It is uncharted territory for the Lakers and for a Western Conference team because I'll repeat what I said at the beginning. Only 33 (laughs) teams... have come back down 0-2 in 447 playoff series, and no Western Conference team has ever come back down 0-2. In the- so this is uncharted territory for everybody now. I'll tell you what, it is uncharted territory, but there's no
0: reason why we can't go ahead and make our own charting and, and make our own path to championship Still, so. For Jamie Sweet from LakerHolics.com, Stone Hansen from Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcasts, as I get a musical send off. Magic Man, Sean Grice, and Joe Sorrell from LakersBall.com. Want to thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll be back on tomorrow for Magic Man in the Morning. Uh, we'll be back on for a, a free game on Saturday. And, of course, Playback.tv, slash Lakers Pass break. Right there for you during the game. And, of course, the best postgame in town and the best chat room that's around, even though it's a little bit you know, back and forth. We always appreciate what you're doing here. And always appreciate what you're doing for us right here at the Lakers
3: What the hell's with the phone? Uh, yeah. We don't have liners anymore.
0: Yeah, the lighters in a new
4: lighters. The blind. Yes. A
0: little bit more for you, Joe. How about take all your... that in?
4: Time Lakers is
0: better. Fast Break.
4: We love it, too.
0: Lakers, that break. <laughs>
4: all right. What's it like to <laughs> do? That's song fun. That's
0: <laughs> <year>?
3: <laughs> Thanks,
0: everyone. And we'll see you tomorrow right here at the Lakers Fast break.